welcome to the Coin Vigilante Podcast, where you will get to hear laymen like you and myself talk about Bitcoin, cryptos, the economy, financial markets, and business in general. Together, we're going to learn more about business, financial markets, and Bitcoin, and we are here to do this together. Now, I hope you sit down, enjoy this on your way to work. Or while you're sitting down eating some popcorn, just trying to find something fun to do. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Welcome, guys, to the Coin Vigilante podcast. Today we have a special guest, Rebecca White. So I ran across her in uh, Twitter, and she has a pretty good following. She is very passionate about Litecoin, and I wanted to you know, just bring her in so we can talk a little bit about Litecoin, crypto, just have a fun, relaxed conversation. But without further ado, um, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I think we've been talking for a while on Twitter, back and forth, and I enjoy watching you uh, put up your technical analysis and I'm learning <laughs> a lot from you. So it's very cool. And uh, thank you again for having me. Uh, should be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it should be. So yeah, you know, I've been posting a few charts here and there and you know, I've been getting better at it. I'm not an expert by all means, but, you know, I do have a pretty good understanding about, um, you know, charting and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about cryptos and I've been doing it for a while. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, for the audience, you know, a lot of people that are listening and will watch this video and the podcast, you know, they know who you are, um, especially the Litecoin fam. But, you know, for those that don't, right, which I have many people that are listening that have no idea who I'm following on Twitter and all that. Can you give us just a quick background of, you know, what you do? Um, why are you so passionate about crypto and particularly Litecoin? Okay, sure. Um, so um, what I do in my uh, paid life is I buy uh, equipment for nuclear power plants. Um, and uh, so I'm, I've been a buyer, a purchasing uh, agent for a lot of utilities, um, but now I work for a big nuclear company. So that's what I do with my daytime. I'm actually off today, which is nice. Um, and uh, for fun, I definitely am a huge crypto fan. I um, was introduced to Bitcoin by my son uh, in 2015. He wrote his master's thesis on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And so um, the first year he came home for Christmas and uh, we sat down at the computer and he sent me some Bitcoin and a paper wallet. And it's just kind of been a big rabbit hole since then. Um, got very interested in Litecoin. You know, it's really weird because it's just one of those things like on Coinbase, believe it or not, there was only a couple things you could buy at one point. So um, I had bought some Bitcoin and then I started to look into Litecoin and I just thought it was kind of interesting that um, Charlie Lee, was like a real person, you know, we don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. So I right. just kind of started to follow him and get into uh, crypto Twitter and sort of found this following and fans of Litecoin and um, really found that the use case for it, like, I, I mean, even way back when I just was like, I'm never going to spend my Bitcoin or I'm going to hold on to this because who knows how much it will be worth. And um, but Litecoin to me was something that moved fast and you could spend it and it wasn't that expensive. And so, um, so yeah, I just kind of like went down that path and, 
got into way too many other coins and I've scaled way back, <laughs> back to the top three for me. But um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a great journey. I've learned a lot and I've met a lot of great people. Yeah, I can attest to that because, well, number one, it's funny because my mom was the one who introduced me to Bitcoin and crypto. So it's the other way around. Um, yeah, she, she walked up, walked up to me and she contacted me. She was like, hey, you know, you got to look at, at this right now. I mean, the fact that you can just send money to someone else, it's not a stock, right? It's digital. It was just kind of like blew my mind. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is like a big deal. And but yeah, I mean, I, I've also scaled out out of a few, you know, what they call <laughs> shit coins and all that. I mean, yeah. it's just. You know, at that point, you're kind of gambling. And then the fundamentals, I mean, you really got to dig deep to find why they're strong fundamentally. Like, for example, Litecoin, Bitcoin, and maybe if you like Ethereum, I mean, you know exactly what they're doing, who they were built, you know, by and, you know, what their purpose is and why they're strong fundamentally. And that's one of the, you know, one of the big reasons why like Litecoin is number one, the Litecoin community is insane. I mean, yeah. literally, I make a video, people are all over it. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. So, so it's pretty cool. Um, and then just the fact that it's decentralized. I mean, that, that was my biggest driver for me. Um, I need, I want something that does not need, a, you know, a central authority to be controlling, overseeing, mm -hmm. you know, printing trillions here and there, developing your purchasing power, right? So that was my big, you know, drive to want to join Litecoin and Bitcoin. And, you know, I just like Charlie Lee. I like his, his goal of, of what he's doing. And you know what the funny thing is, is that when we reach the previous all-time high of $400 or $370 or whatever, right. we did it. We did it without having to have Charlie Lee hold any Litecoin, right? right? And that's going to be a big blow in everyone's faces. Every, <laughs> every Litecoin disbeliever, oh, no, I mean, you need, you need Charlie Lee. Charlie Lee left your bags. You know, he completely left the project. No, he didn't. And we're going to reach all time high without even needing him. And that's the beauty of Litecoin, that it is completely, completely decentralized. We don't need a Satoshi Nakamoto holding God knows how many Bitcoin he's holding to be able to make it right. right. And so, And that's I think that people get confused. There is a Litecoin foundation, but that is not the you know board of Litecoin. <laughs> they have their own specific goals. Um, and uh, adoption is one of them. And, you know, I respect a lot of the people. I met many people at the Litecoin Summit in 2019 that are from the foundation. Um, and I'm actually on their committee to plan the next summit, which I'm very excited about. So, you know, that awesome. had to be bumped to hopefully this fall, we'll be able to do it. Um, not sure yet, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of very passionate people and they give a lot of time, their own, you know, they're not paid to do it. They, they do it because they're very excited about the project and the amount of, you know, crap that people <laughs> throw at people that are volunteering, it's just mind boggling. And, and they don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't even know everything, you know, I, I'm part of that group, but I, there's so many people around the world that participate and they're not all on Twitter. You know, these are people that are um, True. very passionate about it. And I, I, I hope, I'm sure there'll be somebody that figures out, say, oh, well, all time high, Charlie still, you know, sold his bags or whatever. But you know, those people, I just kind of tuned them out a long time ago. It, I don't know what they're bitter about. <laughs> you had the same opportunity to sell. So you could have done that as well. You know, I mean, he's, 
he's not the he's not the boss of Litecoin. He's an individual right. person, and he's decentralized. And I love that. I think that he did a great a great thing, actually. Yeah, I think he's one of the best traders in the in the whole market. <laughs> I wish, wish I would have followed. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, but the thing is, is he didn't even sell the actual top. If you actually look at his transactions, I mean, he kind of averaged them in. So yeah. you know, it's it's a lot of misinformation to say, oh, he sold like the exact top. I mean, hey, kudos to him. Probably right. made some decent money, but that money that he sold too, he's also putting into the Litecoin Foundation. Oh, so yeah, that is for sure. And that's also. People don't realize how many things are funded by the community. I mean, with um, David Burkett and MWeb, that's, you know, Charlie's matching the donations, but that's all us. That's all of the Litecoin family that um, donates so that he could write the code for this. And, and it's coming to fruition and I'm very excited about it. It's, uh, I can't wait until it's ready to be audited and, and up and running. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so bullish on that. It's going to be a good thing for Litecoin. So, you know, I did have a meeting with Al, you know, I'm sure you know him. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy on Twitter who actually just wrote an article, really good article for yeah, the Lycoon Foundation it. about Fantastic. Mimble Wimble. So if you can get to read it, anyone that's listening right now, um, just go to the Lycoon Foundation. I'm sure you'll find the article somewhere. He explains a little bit about Mimble Wimble. Now, I talked to him a bit, you know, about that. And I asked him, hey, can you explain this? you know, in simple terms, I would like to get your idea, just in, even in the simplest terms, nothing complicated, nothing like, you know, crazy. <laughs> what is Mimblewimble? Why is it good for Litecoin? So um, I guess, well, first of all, it's, it started off as Mimblewimble. So I think that what we're calling it or now M-Web. MWeb, which is the extension block. Um, so I think that Mimblewimble obviously is from Harry Potter and kind of funny, kind of, <laughs> but I think, you know, in reality, what I understand this to be is um, there'll be a parallel path and um, you can choose to stay in the one lane that we're in now and, and you can have your transactions located on um, in, in the ledger. But the other choice with MWeb will be that if you want it to be private, so say you sold your home and you don't want people to know how much that was or something like that, then you have the opportunity to opt in to the MWeb side of it. I mean, technically, I have absolutely no concept <laughs> how that works, um, but I think it's pretty much as simple as that. And um and, and that's the other thing. I know that they talked to the, the foundations, talked to all, all of the exchanges that were listed on or potential. I, I don't know. We're on everything, right? I don't even know if we're not on an exchange. Right. <laughs> but, um, that, that having that where it's not solely private gives everyone comfort that they can continue to keep the light, light point on the, the exchanges um, because it's not necessarily a privacy coin. Yeah. So I mean, because we saw we saw some privacy co coins actually get delisted, right? Like Monero and Dash, I think, yeah. or something like that. Right. Okay. And that's why I think there was a lot of discussion before going down this path um, to make sure that it was understood that it's it's not a privacy coin, but you can opt in if you want to for you know your own personal reasons. And it's not necessarily nefarious. <laughs> it's just because you right. don't want people to be able to trace what you're what you're buying or, um, you know, or, or selling. I don't know. I, I think that it's a, it's a great thing. And it, 
it is even more decentralized. And right. um, I think that's really awesome. So let me get this right. So I'm not an expert in MWeb by <laughs> any means. That's why I'm asking these yeah. questions, right? So essentially what's happening is you'll still be able to see the transaction in the blockchain. However, like you're, you're going to know it's going to go from A to B, but you just won't know what the value of that transaction was, correct? That's what I believe. Now, I read Al's article. He does a very, very good job of explaining this. So I, it's, um, what's these light, L-I-T-E underscore house, or yeah. I can't remember what his Twitter name is, but um, he, he does a great it. job explaining it. Way better than anything that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or mine. <laughs> yeah, read, read the article. It's very, very good. <laughs> yeah, it's light under, what, what's that line called? Underscore, I don't even remember. Underscore yeah. house. H-A-U-S-E. So follow him, guys. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's, it's just a fabulous article. I, I was really impressed with how he laid it out. Very helpful for people that are laymen like us. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the, exactly. And that's how I kind of refer to myself. Look, I'm not the big expert with coding. I'm not the big expert with, you know, looking at the, you know, roots and, you know, yeah. none of that. Right. I am just a layman who happens to understand Bitcoin and Litecoin. And, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit, but first, you know, I'll just start with myself. Um, part of the reason why I'm passionate with all this is that we are currently living in a monetary system that does not respect our purchasing power, right? We have been seeing over, you know, a few decades how, you know, fiscally and, you know, from the fiscal and monetary perspective, they don't care. They keep printing trillions and trillions of dollars, devaluing our, our cash, right? So all our nine to five hours, right, that we work so hard to, you know, for all our cash that's sitting in our, in our bank account just gets devalued because we are seeing the inflation happening. And maybe we're not seeing inflation in average things we buy, regular things we buy, although we do see it, but we see it in assets particularly, right? And we have been seeing it in, you know, this year alone, right? I talked to John Moore about this. And, you know, if you look at stocks, they're going basically highest level we have ever seen in the history of humankind in one of the worst economic crises that we have seen. So basically what the government did and Federal Reserve did was pump and save the stock market at the expense of the purchasing power of the American people. And I, you know, I talked to John and I told him, you know, you realize the top 10% own 50% of all assets and the bottom 50% only hold 2% of all assets. You know, if anything, if the government and the Fed really cared about us, they would worry about not printing trillions of dollars and trying to maintain our purchasing power. But no, on the other hand, they devalue it completely, our fiat currency, and then pump anything they can, right, to save basically Wall Street over Main Street. So that's basically why I choose to opt out of that system, exit the rigged financial system we live in, and going into this new system which is Bitcoin and Litecoin. Now, why am I saying Bitcoin and Litecoin? Okay, there are a lot of decentralized finance apps or a lot of like, you know, little things here and there that you could buy too, but you got to look into this. Many of them are not scarce, right? Mm -hmm. they, can, you can, they can keep pumping, you know, more into the supply of whatever coin. I know that Bitcoin and Litecoin have the following characteristics, right? They are scarce. Mm -hmm. Litecoin has 84 million. Bitcoin has 21 million, right? Ever, right? So you can 
rest assured that nothing will be printed into the system devaluing the person power of those. Now, on top of that, they're decentralized, right? It is in a public ledger. Now, two or three, I don't know where I'm at. Um, you know, they're, they're transparent, right? You have no central authority overseeing your transactions mm -hmm. or saying, hey, you can't send my money to, from point A to point B, or we're going to charge you a $50 fee for withdrawing a certain amount. That's ridiculous as it is, right? And so, you know, the list goes on and on about why Bitcoin and Litecoin are the way to opt out of the current financial system that doesn't respect you. And so that is my way of thinking about it. I mean, for you, I mean, do you see a, you know, a problem currently with a current financial system that, you know, might be driving more adoption into cryptos like Bitcoin and Litecoin? Well, yeah, I mean, I, from, uh, you know, just living through, um, you know, I started my, my corporate career, if you will, um, geez, a long time ago. <laughs> and, and this was like during the whole Enron um, era when um, this huge scandal hit. And, and I had just started to um, put money into a 401k and um, pension and, you know, I had all these things. And I was really young and I didn't quite understand what was happening. So then, uh, you know, I had my son and um, I started putting money away from, for him for school. So, you know, I basically, any extra money I'm dumping into, you know, this fund and in 2008, <laughs> we all know what happened. Uh, and I could have put that money under my mattress and had more at the end of the day than what, what happened. We lost half of his college fund. Uh, and I like lost my marbles. I was just like, this is unbelievable. You know, we had to take out loans and it's just like, I got so pissed off. So whenever I was introduced to this form of, of money, this new form of money, and no one can, you know, manipulate it. And instead of, you know, all the college funds being made whole, we made the airlines whole, just like we did again, you know, this time around. So it's infuriating to me, to, to be honest. And that's why I think when I started to really understand what this kind of um, money could do and how you, uh, every person has, even though it might be difficult right now or, um, or very confusing, everybody has the ability to really be in charge of their own money. And if I wanna send my son more than $10,000, <laughs> hand it to them, you know, I don't want somebody telling me I have to prove where I got that $10,000. I mean, when, when I bought my first house, my parents gave me some money and you can only have so much of that money because it had to be in the bank and it had, I forget what they called it, but it had to have some sort of pedigree. So they knew yeah. that my parents didn't, you know, like wander the money. <laughs> it's like so stupid. <laughs> and why are the banks in charge of this? You know, why do right. you have to give the banks the authority to be the police, you know, it's just so asinine. <laughs> so as I get older and now like you mentioned, and I, you know, I still have a 401k, it's doing better than ever. <laughs> I just, am, I'm scared to pieces to see what happens to it when the bubble bursts, but I know. I, you know, I'm out of that. I mean, I have it because I have it in there, but I don't, I don't need my 401k as much as I need Bitcoin. I mean, right. It's going to be a better life for me. I hope I can retire a little bit earlier. Um, you know, there's there's certain things that 
I'm very excited. Yeah, I do want to make some money on it. You know, the technology is fantastic, but it would be nice to not work until I'm almost dead. <laughs> right. And have some time to enjoy. And, you know, when my son and his wife start a family, I'd like to be there a lot, not being sitting in my of office. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I mean, basically, yeah, like you said, I mean, why, why are banks having so much control of our money? And basically why, you know, what we're seeing is we're seeing the monopoly of money, which is controlled by the central banks and private banks. Now it is being decentralized with money now. Right. And that's what's happening with Bitcoin and Litecoin. And look, you know, I, you know, the funny thing is for the past two, three years, I've been telling everyone buy Bitcoin buy Litecoin, mm -hmm. get in now, do it. You have to do it, right? So, you know, right. you and I, we've been in this game for, for too long. And, you know, <laughs> we're basically the OGs, the OGs of, you know, Bitcoin and Litecoin. And so we're, we kind of understand what the heck's going on. But now all of a sudden, you know, it only took Elon Musk <laughs> and Tesla to convince every single person I've been talking to, to buy Bitcoin. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> Great. So now you get to buy Bitcoin at an expensive price, which actually I think is still pretty cheap, right? You know, anytime that you buy Bitcoin, I think it's a great opportunity. Right. But, you know, we're not the only ones that realize this now. We are seeing huge institutions and huge corporations. And I think the Tesla news is so huge because Elon Musk, number one, is I think the richest man in the entire world. And he's not stupid. He's pretty smart. Now he does all this doge and, you know, crazy things, but you know, whatever. Um, but I think this is going to start a domino effect for other corporations to want to do it. And even as a, you know, marketing tactic too, because the moment a company discloses that it seems like their stock's going up. Right. And so it's almost as if everyone's trying to catch up and not be the last one to get into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think about those news? I mean, I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's huge as well. Um, it's a, I don't know how it sits sometimes when I think about it, like these big, you know, Michael Saylor and uh, MicroStrategies and, and now Tesla and all the rumors of all the other companies, Apple, whomever. Um, you know, I it is, it's a very big and exciting and, and it, almost, I guess it makes it more legitimate for people, but that's not who it was built for, <laughs> if you exactly. will, you know? So I kind of have that devil and angel conversation, like, is it good or is it not good? Um, good because people under, like, they know more about it. Of course, I'm getting text messages from tons of people like, hey, tell me about that Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> it's like, I, know. I have to tell you. <laughs> And we have a meetup. We talk about it all the time. You know, I'm just like, all right, I can't explain it to you in a text, but give me a call. We can chat. But um, yeah, I mean, I still have this hope that um, it gets in people in the people's hands and not sits on people's, you know, books. Like, I mean, it's going to happen. It has happened, but people need to have it. It's, it's a life-changing technology. Um, and it, whether it's it's ten dollars worth or ten million dollars worth, it's worth having a little bit. Everybody should have some. You know, I I think we need to remember um, everyone, the, the the unbanked. You know, the the people that really really need it. I don't know how we get it in their hands at this point, but um, there should be a lot of 
charities and good things that come out of having the power to have this this type of currency and um so yeah you know I, it's it's I'm, i haven't resolved it in my head yet <laughs> yeah I know. something to think about yeah i mean it's it is that is true right i mean corporations now and institutions are getting their hands on bitcoin right and we're seeing that supply and demand thing that's going on right so much demand for this and, you know, interestingly enough, I think we're seeing more institutional demand than we are seeing retail demand. I feel like now people are starting to get on board with, you know, buy, you know, on Coinbase and all that. That's, that's, I think, I don't know. I mean, do you have a preferred exchange where you buy this? I mean, I do Coinbase and that's what I tell people, but, you know, I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I have, I mean, Coinbase is the easy, it was easy. That's how I got, you know, bought, bought a lot. In fact, it's funny when I go back to 2015 and, you know, you see what I purchased, it used to be like 15 cents to buy a hundred dollars <laughs> worth or something, you know, like their fees are outrageous now. Um, yeah. So I, I have to say, I actually, I don't buy as much as I used to. Um, I kind of had a goal. I met that goal. You're I used Ollie. Um, I use fold. I use, um, I use all these vehicles that pay me back in Bitcoin, you know, rather than mm. my airline miles. Cause who's going anywhere right now, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I'd rather have the Bitcoin. Um, and, um, I also, if I do dabble in it a little bit, I, um, I, I like Gemini. I think that that's a, a good, um, exchange and, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty satisfied with what I have. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> I <don't laughs> no, know. You I, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I I'm very curious about Coinbase going public as well. You know, I saw that, is it Brian Armstrong? I think yep, it's Brian. Yeah. That they want to do an ICO, you know, again, it's like muddying the waters. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that either. So it's, it's interesting after being in the space for like five years um, and seeing what's going on, it's, I mean, it has a life of its own. So yeah. things happen and we just have to adapt to them, but. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of hard to also like take it all in now because before we used to hear all these predictions. Oh, I mean, I think it was just two, two years ago, a year ago, I mean, you know, uh, Pomp was talking about this, Anthony Pompliano on his podcast. He was like, we're going to see this demand happening in institutions. People yeah. are going to get in. This is going to happen. Okay. We're like, okay, yeah, you know, we believe that. Then all of a sudden it hits you and you're like, wow, it's actually happening. Right. And it's just kind of hard to take in. And the <laughs> fact that we're seeing the whole infrastructure getting built, even mm -hmm. though we knew or had this belief that it was going to happen, it really is happening, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't, I, I do not recommend sitting on the sidelines and even especially now that we're entering a new cycle, um, you know, and just as a reference point, I don't know who brought this up, maybe John, I don't know, but you know, or maybe I did, but the dot-com bubble, um, you know, we reached a market cap overall of all these, you know, companies of about $14 trillion. Mm -hmm. That's the dot-com bubble. That's 20 years ago. Right. When there was left less money in the system, I mean, mm -hmm. companies were just as long as you put dot com, you're already listed. And you already have <laughs> yeah. hundred million dollar market cap in your company, right? So we're gonna see a similar move like that happening with crypto now, where right now we're only sitting at about a trillion dollar market cap, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
it's still early in my opinion to you know lock in some of your positions uh, particularly litecoin bitcoin ethereum you know there's going to be always a few small gems here and there right yeah. that are very small market cap and i think right now it's early you know people ask me when should we get in well <laughs> why don't you ever don't but first of all don't pull your entire check-ins account and blow it into one buy average right. your way in scale in scale out expose yourself try to understand how to you know a lot of people are like buying on robin hood i don't think you can take your litecoin out of robin hood so i'm like don't buy on robin hood get a coinbase wallet and then what you do buy your litecoin there then get the light wallet on your phone super simple and mm -hmm. you pull it out of coinbase and light wallet and that is one of the coolest things to do because they're like whoa this is not stocks i yeah. can actually pull it yeah i'm like yeah it's not stocks <laughs> it's digital you know <laughs> It's so funny because I have a coworker who I, you know, everybody I work with, I was the crazy Bitcoin person. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. so I, <laughs> you know, I have my lanyard and whatever, my coffee mug, and yeah. now we're all working from home. So I get this IM and, hey, do you think this is a good time? Should I buy some Bitcoin? <laughs> and I said, this was last week. And uh, this is a two prongs. <laughs> Something just popped in my head. So... He, I said, just, you know, get some. And I said, tell me you're not buying it on Robinhood. He's like, no, PayPal or whatever. I'm just like, oh, you know, you're driving me insane. So anyway, um, I was like, just buy it. It's it. And, and he's like, I might wait a little bit longer. Well, after this week, you know, I'm like, you thought it was, I thought it might go down a little bit. And then all of a sudden it just like went pow, it exploded. Right. <laughs> so I was like, well, you shouldn't have waited. You should have just bought your $10 worth or whatever. Yeah. So then I put money in E-Trade a couple years ago. I was messing around with like pot stocks and shit like that. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> decimated and it wasn't a lot of money, but I was just like, I wonder if there's anything in there. So I go and I see it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm up. Like I actually <laughs> made money on this and I went to withdraw it. And I'm like, it says I don't have any money to withdraw, but I can see that I have money. So I, I am the guy that is texting me <laughs> and I go, why don't I have any money? Why can't I withdraw it? He's like, you have to sell it. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> fucking stocks, you know, part of I know, <laughs> I know. We're so used to being able to withdraw it out of an exchange. You know, just can't move it wherever I want. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I was like, I'm an idiot. Yep, I forgot I actually have to sell it. <laughs> so, hey, they're laughing at us too, just like we're laughing yeah, at Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, am I stupid. But yeah, you know, I don't, I have, like I said, I have my 401k. I have picked what I want. It's all set it and forget it. I never really played in the stock market before. So <laughs> yeah. I actually just left it there. I thought I'll come back in another couple of years. Maybe it'll be worth more. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be worth more now that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think having a Biden pr uh, presidency now and administration, I think that probably is a bullish sign for, for pot stocks and all that stuff. So we'll yeah. see where that goes. But yeah. all right, Rebecca, anyway, I <laughs> thought I think the conversation was really good. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming. We do have a one o'clock meeting on Clubhouse with That's Charlie Lee Q&A. So yes. we're going to take a little break before then. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I hope we can do this again. Thank you so much. Yeah. Take care. See you on Twitter. <laughs> All right.